0: Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. And the playoffs, first round is officially, almost officially in the books. We still got tonight's game, of course, but this Sunday was a very special Sunday in a bad way because... Mm-hmm. It was Black Sunday. The in-game injuries that happened during the game. Calvin Ridley. Mike Evans. DJ Chark. Mark Andrews. Jameis Winston, oh. Patrick Mahomes, oh. Auden Tate, oh. Darius Geis, oh. Will Fuller, oh. Rashad Penny, oh. Thomas Brady, oh. Josh Jacobs, oh. Bilal Powell, oh. Jared Cook, oh. and Devonte oh. Carr. Yo, some of these guys are not coming back from the dead either. And some of these guys didn't get injured during the game, but during the game was Ridley, Evans. Now, some of these guys gave you pretty good games before they left. Like, Jared Cook gave you two touchdowns in, in like, what, like 60 yards before he left. Calvin Ridley didn't give you a good game. Mike Evans actually hurt himself on a touchdown, which you don't see every day. Um, DJ Chark was decent. Mark Andrews killed a lot of people, killed my fantasy team in a couple leagues. Um Man, my team my team one of my teams that is on the line for tonight, which I'll probably lose, um, did really well, except for the fact that I had Sony Michelle, Snell uh, Snell and Mark Andrews on the same team. Each I mean, of them. That's got what you get for having two Sony less. Michelle. I mean, You're my brother for crying out loud. I mean, I will say this. Sony Michelle uh might be on one of my lists today. Uh let's just put it that way. But we're back. What's up, everybody? Of course, this is Tim Petrop, your his host, with, of course. The guy to my right, the guy who's always on my right on Monday nights, and that's Mike. What's up? Petropolis. What's Go up? Go with the full last name. Go Greek all on this. That's me. You already know. <laughs> so we want to remind you guys that we have a Waiver Wire episode coming out tomorrow, but it's only for the patrons. So if you want to access that, patreon.com slash Fantasy. If you want to join Patreon, we do have some cool stuff lined up for you guys in the off season. So it's not like you're going to join up now. It's going to be like, oh, I'm just wasting my money because I'm not going to stay Stay a while. We're gonna have a bunch of free perks for you guys in the off season. Um, some really cool stuff. Also, BrotoFantasy.com. That's the hub. That's where you can find us. Did I say patreon.com already, slash BrotoFantasy. Please. Did so. I say yeah. If not, you could say it twice. Patreon dot com slash broto Fantasy. Also, don't forget we want to shout out everyone who showed up to the live stream. Ton of fun. Really fun. Me and Michael were just loaded with questions. Honestly, I looked at the clock. It was we we started at twelve. <laughs> I looked at the clock for the first time. It was like 12:30. I'm like, "Wow, time is going by." Then I looked at the clock again for the, f- and it was 12:55. I was like, "What the hell?" And at 12:55 was the first time where we had even a second without a question. Yeah. And then another question popped up. So shout out to you guys. I hope we got to every single question. I think we got to every single question. So join I think, us. I think we did too. Yeah. Join us again on Instagram for the live stream. That's Broto uh, Fantasy at Broto Fantasy on Instagram. B R O T O Fantasy on Instagram. Let me so, you know and love. Yeah. Check us out, man. Um. We're here to help you. We're here to help you win. We gave out some good plays uh, and
1: some... I wouldn't even say we gave out a bad play. Did we give out a bad play? I think play? we had a very solid We week, had a solid Which week. is great for yeah. week 14. Yeah. The Pascal over Tyler Lockett worked. Yeah. That was a risky one. That was not others, one. But yeah. I think
0: the only thing I, I missed on was Snell. Snell ended up having kind of a terrible game.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I was surprised you were so high on Benny Snell, but...
0: I mean, he was playing the Cardinals who give up mad yards.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so you want to get into the news, Mike? Surely. Good old Donnie H. Donnie H. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Donnie H. Around the Donnie world H. in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Don, 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 don,
1: don, don,
0: don, don. Donnie H. 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
0: all right. So let's get into these headlines uh, for tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this, right when it comes out. Jordan Howard and Nelson Aguilar. I'm so pissed because we had a bet for Nelson Aguilar. I, gar- I guess I win the bet. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Injury takes that away. I guarantee I would have won that bet. But it's, it's, it's. you know,
1: I could say whatever I want What was the, uh, I'm going to pull up the bet. I, I forget what the other half of it was. I think
0: it was Nelson Aguilar over 10 fantasy points. Oh, yeah, you're an idiot. Or finishing as a wide receiver three or better.
1: Stupidest. Nelson Aguilar over eight fantasy points. <laughs>
0: Lock, bro. It's a lock. lock against the Giants. A lock.
1: Pop, lock, and drop it.
0: Well, it's not gonna be a lock, but good news for Miles Sanders people, Jordan Howard, uh out. I had a buy this week. This is mad random because I have Jordan Howard on that team. I had a buy this week, and that team put up 160 points. What a waste.
1: Yeah, the team that I didn't make the playoffs in our main league, even though I had more points than Timmy. Three and my brother more Johnny. Points! You had three more points than me. Shut your face. I had more points than you, though. Put up 158, oh my God. which would have beat everyone except one team. Yeah, except the team that I faced. I mean, I, whatever. You put up not that many points. Well, I got so. Saquon Barkley cool. and Miles Sanders still to go
0: today. I'm, I'm projected to put up like a, a decent 120, 130 I'm about whatever, ish. man. He put up 170 on me. Yeah. It's a good week. Oh, have TPR. It's a good week. Man, it's, it's hard to go down like that. It's hard to go down like that. But... I did. What could you do? So Nelson Aguilar not playing. Um, let's get into some uh, some more injuries on the defensive side. The San Francisco Giants they got a nice earned win, but they paid the price for it. D. Ford uh, he, he has a hamstring injury. He's out at least three weeks, and you never know with those hamstrings. Richard Sherman also with a hamstring. He's likely out multiple weeks. Their center Rich uh, Richburg out for the season. So that's three of their Richards. really really important players. Uh, all hitting it. So, I mean, the 49ers, are, there's no easy roads in this in this place, and the 49ers are going to have to earn their stripes
1: for sure. But they're playing pretty damn good football, so I'm sure they'll be okay in their stead. Mark Andrews also did not practice on Monday,
0: which is going to be interesting. You saw Hayden Hurst when Mark Andrews went down. Hayden Hurst was kind of the beneficiary of that. He had a long touchdown. He looked fast on that touchdown. He, he was. Used- that was you I mean, he was a
1: first round pick. I was for gonna a say, you see why they picked him before Lamar Jackson and before Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, um, man, Rashard Penny. Huh. This is a hard hard one. You guys ready for this one? He is out for the remainder of the 2019 season, which is really bad for guys who were like, I got a back now, but it is great. For people who have Chris Carson, because there's no more shared backfield. and Chris
1: Carson's going to get like 40 carries a game now. Yeah, top-notch news for Carson owners. Hopefully, Penny gets better fast. Le'Veon Bell missed the game because he was sick,
0: which is interesting. But he's supposed to be back he to He must have been really damn sick. Yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton, uh, still week to week. You never know what's going to go on with this guy. Um, Roquan Smith out for the remainder of the season. Another... Devastating injury for that Chicago Bears defense. One of the biggest things that has gone unnoticed this year is how many injuries have been on the Chicago Bears defense and how they still continue to win. Michael, I have a trivia question for you. Hit me. Who has the second highest QBR in the last four weeks? I know the answer. Say it. Mitchell. Say it. That's right. Mitchell Trubisky. (sighs) Yay. Motherfucking yay. And do you know what he's been doing? The last four weeks, more than he did in the using beginning. Using legs. Running. Ooh, ooh. It's them almost legs. as if a guy's been telling ooh, ooh. them to do it all year. And he's been talking into a microphone while saying it. Yeah. It's almost as if.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should coach the, the Bears. Maybe I should coach the, the Bears. Bears. Or
0: let's be a, an assistant. Although, I, I should not handle the clock.
1: Yes, please, please don't. <sighs> we have experience with Tim. Blowing games for not, handling the clocks. Not blowing games. I didn't blow the game. You're not blowing the game. The defense
0: game. blew the game. But I did not help.
1: Yeah. Tim escalating the blowing of a game. Here's
0: what happened. We had like twelve seconds left. And I it was fourth down. And Jason, what he wanted to do was to hike the ball. And it's a five five count. And or is it six six? Five. It's a five five count, which is really like seven seconds. And then he wanted to run around and let the clock go down. What I wanted to do was throw the ball away, pin them at their one-yard line, and make them throw a Hail Mary. We went with the punt, and they had like six seconds left, and we were playing we were playing really deep, and what we didn't figure was they would complete a short pass and get it to like the 40, and then they completed a Hail Mary on us, and then they beat us in overtime on a long play. I felt really bad. I'm not gonna lie. I
1: fucked that one up. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> but you guys should have stopped the fucking hail mary. All right, it's your fault. I
1: was on the field. We had our tall guys on the our field. Our team is
0: the worst hail mary team of all time. Every
1: single every single year in the playoffs, so the the opposing team scores a hail mary. This year inches. too. Yeah.
0: Why? Why does that happen? It's anyway, me. let's stop complaining about our league and let's get to a, a this. Hey, the Wayne Gallman healthy scratch for tonight. Uh, I don't know if that's. No, yeah, healthy be
1: scratch because Buck Allen took the number two job.
0: Very interesting. Very, very interesting there. So <laughs> if you are a Saquon Barkley owner, maybe it's time to drop Wayne Gallman, replace him with Buck Allen. Uh, I mean, at this point, handcuff.
1: You're, if you're in the semis, well, if you're in the quarterfinals and you make it to the semis or finals, you're not going to want to trust Wayne Gallman or Buck Allen. I highly doubt. Anyways, I mean,
0: but, but if you're a Saquon Barkley owner and you have no other options. Sure.
1: Handcuff him with Buck Allen. You got a handcuff. sure. That's what a handcuff sure. for. At this point, sure.
0: <laughs> so this week's a little different than usual. So usually Michael is on the ball with his lists, and he steals all the good ones. This week, I was like, yo, Michael. I didn't even say yo, Michael. I was, I had a, I had a prep, and it was like 8.50 a.m., and I was like, fuck it. I'm putting my list in first. So, usually, I surprise Michael with his list, my list. Now, he's going to surprise me with his players. So, it's going to be a little Ba-boom. bit different. And if you notice, I have, I have three players in the Saw That Coming just because I want to flex a little bit. Interesting. So, what do you say, Michael? Should we see it coming? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it. I saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> All right. So, the Saw That Coming, this, of course, is the category <laughs> where we talk about what we actually saw and we got right, which is, you know, most stuff brush my shoulder off. No, I'm just kidding. But for real, though,
1: stuff that we definitely saw coming. So, Michael, let's start with you. Um, Who's your first guy? So, my first guy is someone I had to steal from your list. (laughs) What? I had to steal him from your list. Why? You could talk about him more later, but because I was his number one fan this week and I absolutely loved him. And it's A.J. Brown. I have to take that from you.
0: I I guess, I okay, so I guess that I can't talk about him later. Thanks, Mike. I had to do it. This is what happens when you don't play by the rules.
1: If you try to take my biggest hit of the week, I'm going to (laughs) have to tell you to get out of town. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Five receptions, 153 yards, two touchdowns, absolutely dominant, a 90-yard touchdown against Oakland on only seven targets. We said with A.J. Brown he doesn't need the big target totals. He just needs the receptions. And – The way uh, Ryan Tannehill's going, his true throw value is top three in the league. It's just been glorious for A.J. Brown recently with Ryan Tannehill at the helm, and this week was an absolute explosion. He gets Houston and New Orleans coming up, too. A.J. Brown could be a big difference maker down the stretch. Yeah, I agree,
0: man. Well, well, I'll talk about him now because I was going to talk about him later, but A.J. Brown is legit a number one Wide receiver for an offense right now that's clicking on all cylinders, and Ryan Tannehill is really playing his ass off. And he's he's one guy that we really liked. Um, I wouldn't say we thought he was a franchise guy, but going into the season, especially you and Jason, were all over the Tannehill's going to be going to replace Mari- Mariota train. Yeah, and we know that because we're Jets fans, and we saw Tannehill up close and personal every year, and the dude can ball. And he has a great motor. And I think the thing that 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 shows you who Tannehill is the most was remember when he threw the interception on the line, and he came all the way around and made a fantastic tackle on the lineman, like mm-hmm. super, like he's he, like Goldberg speared the dude. Oh, Goldberg, for that real, was great. And it was it was fantastic. And that's just it's the kind of guy he is. He has the heart to to make it happen, and he's on the perfect team because they're run first. Derrick Henry's an absolute animal. And he's going to throw to his number one guy. You saw when he had Jarvis Landry. Now it was a different position. It was out of the slot. But when he loved to throw to Jarvis Landry, he threw to Jarvis Landry yep. over and over and over and over again. And that's what you're seeing with A.J. Brown. He's feeding him with all that. He trusts him with the like that deep ball that he had. He, he was getting hit, and he just kind of threw it up there. And he trusted A.J. Brown to come down with it. And he did, and he went for a 90-yard reception. So um, he was in my stock rising, so I guess... I'll just take that out of there. Um, so yeah, AJ Brown, I agree with you. My first saw that coming was Zach Pascal. We said that when you're playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you play the guy who's playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now a lot of experts out there, um, particularly one bitch ass expert out there who likes to block me on Twitter, um, he said that Paris Campbell was going to be the guy. Up. Uh, uh, p- Psych, um, Zach Pascal was the guy, and he lit up. He lit up a team that gets lit up by every single wide receiver that faces them. Yep. Five receptions, seventy-four yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion was good for seven point nine half PPR fantasy points. That's good for a, a top-end wide receiver two on the week. If you're a Zach Pascal owner, then you either you're either one of two things: you're someone owns Zach Pascal that needed a wide receiver and it really helped him, or they have a T.Y. injury, which happened to me, and it, he just completely stayed, stood in for T.Y., no problem. So, Zach Pascal is someone we we said we can play 100%. Don't doubt it. Um, he had He's had his bad games, even without, without T.Y. in there, um, in particular against Miami and Jacksonville. Uh, he hasn't had a really good game like that since Week 9, and then back-to-back good weeks. He gets another good matchup next week at New Orleans, and I think he's playable in that matchup too. So, um, Zach Pascal... Is my man's yeah
1: he, yeah so that coming. can't blame me there. So we were we were all up on the Zach Pascal train yet again. That's right. And Pascal made us feel good again. Shout out Zach Pascal. My second and last we saw that coming. Jet great, Mister Robert Anderson himself, um, going against Miami. Him and Darnold have really been clicking on all cylinders the last few weeks, and we were buying into it again this week. And boy, did that pay off. Robbie Anderson saw eleven targets, his most on the year. Uh back to back weeks with double digit targets too, which is just glorious for Robbie Anderson. Seven receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. He came on at the end of last year too, and now he's doing it again this season. Really lit up Miami, made some difficult catches too. Uh Robbie Anderson was a big was a big part of winning fantasy teams this week.
0: Yeah, that's for damn sure. Um mine is uh Eckler and Gordon. Um, both of these guys a combo i we told you this was going to happen we said you could play both and you could play both with confidence and the reason is because a lot of people see jacksonville and they see what jacksonville was in the 16th season in the 15th season they have a lot of the same names i think that's why this team sucks at defending the run period they cannot defend the run Every single running back that's been seeing them the past few weeks has been lighting them up, and here you have two running backs that had the ability to light them up, and they both had good games despite the fact that T.J. Watt scored a touchdown. So they both got vultured. Derek Watt, excuse me. They both got vultured for a touchdown, and they still had a good game. Still. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all, especially Eckler who had 100 yards receiving and 100 yards on the ground. Man,
1: Austin Eckler. I love that guy.
0: Me too. He's one of the most underrated. And guess what? You'll be able to get him next year again in just six. I don't rounds. know about that. You will
1: if Melgo walks. Nah, he's not Austin Eckler is a top five pick.
0: That's true. He can walk, but th- he, he doesn't. He still have a year on his
1: contract. That's why the that's why the holdout was so bad. No, the holdout was that so he wouldn't. He came back so that he wouldn't get another year added on. Uh. uh he came back so this would be his final year. Hmm. I gotta but check, this dude I gotta on twelve touches put up over two hundred yards. And found the end zone. 200 yards and a touchdown on 12 touches overall. Absolutely absurd. Austin Eckler is a monster. But yeah, dude, Melvin Melvin Gordon's gone at the end of the year. Yeah, day. you're
0: right. This is his last, last season of his rookie deal. Yep. That's my mistake. <laughs> um, I got one more guy. I know we usually do two here, but I'm doing another one. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I sat here and I told you. You even tweeted about it. Yes, that Aaron Jones would score a touchdown guaranteed next week. And he did. And not only that, he had a big game. Um, That offense runs through Aaron Jones. And even when it doesn't run through Aaron Jones, it still ran through Aaron Jones. Like, one of the reasons why I like Aaron Jones so much, even though he had three and a half points the week before, is because he had two goal line touches that were stuffed. So, yeah, he didn't do his job, but the touches were there. And he got one taken back because of a penalty. Mm -hmm. So, I loved it. I liked it. And it happened. Now so I, want I saw some more it coming. of it coming. Um, you ready to get into these shockers? Some shit we did not see surprise, going down.
1: Surprise. Surprise.
0: Surprise, motherfucker. I just gotta put this out there. I'm watching Dexter right now. As like I'm rewatching it. Yo, Sergeant Dokes is is quite the character. Sergeant Dokes is great. Shout out to Dexter. Um I'm gonna start because this is a guy that I saw coming from this off season. He was my favorite rookie quarterback coming out of the draft. And yesterday, he showed out in only his second game. And that's Drew Locke, baby. Drew Locke had himself a game, three passing touchdowns. He ended up being the quarterback two on the week. This is a guy who no one played. Legit no one played. And he lit up a team that beat the Patriots last week.
1: Crazy. Like We're,
0: demolished. Demolished them. Demolished them. And then them. they got
1: demolished.
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Unbelievable.
0: You know what? It is believable because when I was looking at the quarterback. It's a little unbelievable. Nah, because I want to. Yes, it's a little unbelievable because of what happened. But the fact that Drew Locke is this good is something that I saw right from the get-go. In college, he played for Missouri. And, you know, I have a little bit of inside track because my brother-in-law teaches at Missouri. Right? So, he tells me all the shit about the Missouri football team. And he was telling me about Drew Locke. And he was telling me about how Drew Locke is way better than any quarterback they've ever had over there, and he's and he's the real deal. So it made me go check him out. He was doing things in one of the worst offensive lines in the league with and, and putting Missouri in situations in the SEC where they had no business being. And shout out to him because he's doing the same thing. I, told, I called him, he's Jay Cutler except less of a douchebag. Like, he's Jay Cutler without the cigarettes.
1: Hopefully, he's better than Jay Cutler.
0: Well, the thing is, like, Jay Cutler had the ability to be the best quarterback of all time, I feel like. Like, he had the,
1: he had all the tools. You know what's funny he is that... He was a douchebag, didn't give a fuck. Now people love Jay Cutler because of that show um, that his wife is on. I don't even something know. Something Cavallari or something. It's like an E show. Oh. And apparently, he's just hilariously nonchalant about yes. everything. He's just super nonchalant, so and like, douchey about him. everything. Yeah.
0: But that doesn't do well when you're a quarterback. It doesn't. You got to study film and you got to not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and guess what? Does he smoke cigarettes? Where is this yes, smoke cigarette yes, thing he coming c- from? That's like, a, that's like a famous thing. Like he has a lot. Has, if you Google Jake Jay Cutler cigarette, like you'll see pictures of him with cigarettes. It's like a famous thing. Like While
1: him. he was playing? Yeah. That's a bad idea. Like
0: no one believes that he, like a professional athlete smokes cigarettes. Like it's so rare. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. Terrible idea. So he just didn't give a fuck on that level. So I feel like he has the physical traits of Jay Cutler without the baggage. So I, I love Drew Locke. I think this is just a, a little a snippet
1: of things. To come hey, you up. didn't even mess up his name once. That's how I know you're excited.
0: Hell, hell yeah. I've got it now. <laughs>
1: Locke. Lock uh, it up. My first surprise surprise is someone who you're likely not going to trust moving forward. But Marcus Johnson of the Indianapolis Colts saw seven targets, three receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Also could have had a long 50-yard catch. Uh, where he burnt the <clears throat> defensive back, but it was uh, he drew a long defensive pass interference penalty instead. So that could be a 4-150 line on the day. He was what others ex- wanted Paris Campbell to be yesterday. And this is coming off a game where we're at 4-55 for 55 on six targets. So that's a decent amount of targets in back-to-back games. This is still a run-first offense. I think this is just a more of an anomaly against Tampa Bay because they have a good run defense. So, they were establishing the pass more because of how bad their pass defense is. So, I'm not going to trust Marcus Johnson moving forward, but shocking to see Marcus Johnson have such a productive fantasy day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, there's no, way to, there's no ins and outs. Like, you, you weren't expecting Marcus Johnson to do anything. I'm going to keep the Johnson theme going. Mmm. rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. And that's the theme song of The Undertaker when he came back and reinvented himself. Throwback, bro. David Johnson is my surprise, surprise, because David Johnson said, Hey, fucker, yeah, I got hurt. Yeah, I maybe slowed down a little bit because I got hurt. But I'm still David Johnson. Give me three rushes. Fine. Give me only two catches. Give me five touches. You know what I'm going to do with it? 53 yards and a touchdown. Biatch. Keep it rolling. Playing Kenyon Drake over me. You kidding?
1: So now you're excited about David Johnson. No,
0: again? but he's gonna he's still good. People act like he forgot how to play football. He was hurt. He's getting better. That's what happens with hurt people. He didn't forget how to play football. And they're playing Kenyon Drake over him like Kenyon Drake some kind of fucking superstar or something. Kenyon Drake's solid. Kenyon Drake sucks and I'm gonna talk about him later.
1: He doesn't suck.
0: He sucks. I'm he doesn't suck, but he sucks. Like he sucks, he's an elite athlete, but he sucks. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim. He's an elite Tim athlete. Timothy, Tim, Tim, Tim. Like, he's Tim. better than me. Yeah. I'd hope.
0: But in, in terms of comparison to other elite athletes, he sucks.
1: You piss me off. Do you know he has, he's 0-12 this year? You piss me off. Kenyon Drake, 0-12. Yeah, I'm aware. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, My second surprise, surprise. Back from the dead, after weeks of just pure nothingness in a huge shootout game just put Debo Samuel to the side and said, young gun, I'm back, Emmanuel Sanders. Well,
0: yeah, he came back with a bang.
1: Yeah, he absolutely went in against uh, New Orleans in that 48-46, when nine targets, seven receptions, 157 yards and a touchdown, and to boot a 35-yard touchdown pass to Raheem Mostert, which was a dime, by the way, like perfect spiral, leading Raheem Mostert, like, on the run. Glorious pass by Emmanuel Sanders. And now, thanks, Emmanuel Sanders, for fucking up my mind going into the weeks 15 and 16, because now he gets Atlanta and the Rams. (sighs) (laughs) Like, why couldn't he just be bad again so he could stay off the fantasy radar? (laughs) Now he's either going to destroy fantasy leagues, fantasy teams who made it there and are still holding on to him, or maybe he wins them another week and really just comes on at the end of the year. Time will tell. Yeah, I still got to do my one. rankings and my research and figure out where I want to rank this guy. But there's certainly some um, some bust or really sky-high appeal here. But yeah, for sure. Shocking to see him really just explode onto the scene again against uh, New Orleans.
0: I, yeah, I agree with you. And, then I, and I also just want to give a, a complimentary shout-out. What is that called again? Like a... Like, the guy who doesn't finish, like, finishes in fourth. Honorary Mention. Oh,
1: there you go. Honorary Mention. Yeah, Honorary Mention. Good job, Um,
0: Deontay Johnson. Eight targets, six receptions, 60 yards. The duck looked good with a receiving touchdown. And then dude, he just completely burned the entire Steelers
1: season. won. And Devlin Hodges went 16 for 19 with, like, 170 yards passing. Absolutely disgusting. Like, no touchdowns, no interceptions. This dude threw 10 yards per attempt. I mean, less than 10 yards per attempt, 10 yards per completion. He threw 19 times, and people are acting like Devlin Hodges is good because the Steelers are winning. I mean— Like, are you watching the damn football game? They're winning because their defense is so damn good. I
0: think it's because he's not Mason Rudolph, who throws four interceptions. Yeah,
1: he's not turning the ball over, so what? Yo— Do people actually think Devlin Hodges is a good quarterback now? Because that's hilariously dumb. He
0: made some good throws. One of them was to Deontay Johnson, who also returned a kick that was phenomenal.
1: The kick was nice.
0: Like, not to like. I, I'm really, I'm really like sucking myself off today. But like eight weeks ago, when I told you to pick up the Steelers
1: defense, you're welcome if you did. What well, can I say? They've literally you're been welcome. Fantastic.
0: You're welcome.
1: They've been great. They've been the number one defense. Tim doesn't even know where that song is from. You're oh. welcome. You know why Tim doesn't know where that song is from? Because he got seasick while watching the oh. movie. Moana. Moana.
0: Yo, I got seasick watching Moana. I'm not. I'm not ashamed.
1: You should be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. You got C6 sitting down on your couch.
0: The graphics are incredible. Do you know what else is incredible?
1: Unbelievable!
0: you know what else is incredible? A home run? The stock ups segment. Boom! Transitions. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at $0.10 a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicated it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a Grand Slam home run. Speaking about a Grand Slam home run, let me tell you one Grand Slam home run that if you picked him up, all of a sudden you have a possible RB1 on your hands. And that's Raheem Mostert. Oh, he's yeah. my first stock up because it was a question mark after the last game if he's going to take over. Guess what? That question mark no longer exists. Tevin Coleman wasn't even thought of in that game plan. He was a complete afterthought. It was Mostert, and then for a change of pace, it was Matt Breida. That's what it was. And Raheem Mostert, it paid off because he still was fantastic. Now, he only got 10 rushing attempts for 69 yards, but he had a TD. He caught two passes for 40 yards and another TD, put up another week of 23. The 10 rushing attempts, you want to see more of that? But this game was a Jimmy Garoppolo, pass-the-ball game, high-volume high, high volume passing game from the very beginning. It's clear that Raheem Mostert is the back in San Francisco. It's clear. And if you started him last week, you took a chance and it paid off. Congratulations. And if you picked him up and you have him... <clears throat> This is a guy, this is the type of guy that wins weeks. Yep. This is the type of guy that wins championships.
1: He's this year's Damian Williams, the Tim Hightowers, the Noshawn Marinos of the world. Right. That might be Raheem Mostert this season. He gets Atlanta and the Rams, which are not great matchups, but this team can run on anyone. Yeah.
0: And with their center out, you're going to think that they're not going to want Jimmy G to drop back as far and wide as he's been dropping back, and they get back to the running game a little bit. So I really think that the 49ers and Raheem Mostert, uh, that's a guy whose stock is not only rising, it's skyrocketing, catapulting. Michael, who's your first guy?
1: Robert, Robert, Robert Woods. I told Michael. Robert Woods.
0: I told Michael, like, I send them my list, and I'm like, Michael, I saved you, Robert Woods. You're welcome.
1: My one and only true fantasy love. love. His love. Robert Woods (laughs) just continues to dominate four straight games now of at least 90 receiving yards, 90-plus, seven receptions, 98 yards and a touchdown, two rushes and 29 yards as well to add on to that total. Man, he – and this is the best part about it, Tim. The best part about Robert Woods doing what he did – the Rams against, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, against the Seahawks last night ran 11 personnel more than they have ever in their lives. Usually, when we discuss the Rams, we discuss Woods, Cooks, and Cup on the field with one tight end, Todd Gurley, in the backfield. That offense has not been working. They went to an 11 personnel against uh, Seattle. With, that means that's two wide receivers out wide and two tight ends. So Higby. And um, I'm blanking on the other tight end, but the other tight end who was playing, the other white tight end guy, Gerald Everett, was out. <laughs> and then who was on the field? Robert Woods. And not Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup. the receiving threats, Josh Reynolds, because he's the best run blocker outside of Robert Woods read in that receiving s- Did you unit. read the
0: snap counts yet?
1: The snap counts. Robert Woods, 99%, the best run blocker and also a very successful receiving target. Josh Reynolds, 66%. Brandon Cooks, 39%. Cooper Cup, 29% of the snaps. Insane. If this becomes a trend, because their offense looked pretty damn good yesterday against Seattle. They were clicking. Jared Goff was making good throws. The play action was working great. With this 11 personnel, they were able to, were able to protect Goff. They were able to hand the ball off to Gurley in space. And Robert Woods is their best pass blocker. Their best run blocker. I mean, not pass blocker. He runs routes on passes. And he's just been super successful the last few weeks, and if that trend continues for the Rams and Robert Woods just continues to play every single snap, he could have a couple big weeks down the season as well, even in tougher matchups with Dallas and San Fran.
0: And he got his first touchdown of the year.
1: And he scored his first touchdown of the year.
0: Fantastic news because you want to see that. Those snap counts when you send them the, sent them to me made my eyes pop because you could tell that they weren't in... Uh, their regular personnel. So you said that they were playing. They they're used to playing eleven personnel. That was right. their big thing last year. Right, right. Now they're playing the twelve personnel, the more standard personnel. One running back, two yes, tight ends. two
1: tight ends, one running back, two wide receivers.
0: So it's it's interesting to see that, and you could tell, you could tell he wasn't on the field, Cooper Cup, as much as he usually is. But when I saw twenty nine percent, I was absolutely my jaw dropped. Crazy. It's an interesting, but you know, I mean, it's not as if Cup had a bad game. Cup had a good game, and he. But
1: still, twenty nine percent of the snaps is not something you're looking for,
0: and only four targets.
1: Like if I had to choose a, um, Rams, Rams receiver to end out the season, I'd rather have Robert Woods.
0: I think that's clear. I think it's yeah. a clear, clear distinction. And it's it's so different than what it was. It's fantasy football, guys. Fantasy <laughs> fucking football. Uh, my next guy was A J Brown, but suck <laughs> it, Michael. You can go again.
1: Thanks. Uh, we discussed AJ Brown earlier, so if you missed that, go check that out. I mean, Stock, if, they're,
0: if they're at this point, I I'm, I'm, I think they heard it.
1: Maybe You know, maybe they decided to start doing some laundry. And they lost just like, track. Yeah, that's you know? true.
0: Listen on one and a half speed.
1: I listened to two times now. You're
0: crazy, bro. How does your brain even Dude, work that fast? The
1: Joe Rogan podcast, he talks so slow. Have you ever listened to Joe Rogan on one time speed? It sounds like he's talking in slow motion. He's like, DeAndre Washington. That's my next guy, DeAndre Washington. Uh
0: Hold on, do you ever hear on, you ever listen ever listen on half speed?
1: Oh, that sh- that sounds like a It sounds like you're listening to a drunk, video game or something. Sounds like you're listening to drunk people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, pretty great.
0: In fact, if you are listening right now, <laughs> do us a favor and listen to the next sec- listen to this on half speed. Just listen, just take a second to listen to this on a half speed. Listen Should to I, I talk really
1: time. fast or so they don't listen? To one no, one.
0: because they have to they have to listen and they have to hear me be mad drunk right now. So uh, imagine I hope you're listening on half speed at that point. And then I went out and I was like, "Hey, I love you, man." And He was like, "Hey, I love you, man." Tell me I didn't. All right, now fix it. All right, I'm waiting for a second. All right, fixed it. Tell me I didn't sound mad drunk.
1: I hope people actually listen to what you just said. I hope they did it because if it was, you told me to do that, I'd be like, eh. It's if I'm hol- holding the hand, if I'm holding my phone in my hand, maybe if it's in my pocket, I'm like, nah. Nah, you should, though. It's <laughs> hilarious. You should, yeah. But back on track, DeAndre Washington. Dude, 14 rush attempts, 53 yards. He had the touchdown. But most importantly, seven targets, six receptions, and 43 yards. The DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard backfield has always been DeAndre Washington early down work, Jalen Richard third down guy. But no, not this time. He was the clear backup Jalen Richard. Only two receptions and seven rush attempts. DeAndre Washington absolutely operated as the number one. With Josh Jacobs with uh, his broken shoulder that's going on, why are they going to rush him back now that they're literally, unless something crazy happens, out of the playoff race? Like, they're looking forward to next year now if you're Oakland Raiders. Foster Moreau, too, just ended the season. We didn't discuss him at all. The touchdown vulture's gone, which could be good for Darren Waller. But back on track, DeAndre Washington, man, he gets Jacksonville. Who just allowed Melgo to have a great game and Eckler to run for over hundred yards on four or five carries. They're just getting torched week in and week out. Derrick Henry went off against them. And then the Chargers, who are also one of the worst run blocking teams in the league. DeAndre Washington could be like the mini Raheem Mostert getting you fifteen points each week the last couple weeks now. Yeah. Crazy. Uh
0: can't I mean I can't I can't say anything to add to that. I agree with everything you said.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Um the my next guy is definitely someone that when in the beginning of the year when you said his name, the first thing you connected to him was bust.
1: Mm.
0: Now, mm. with Mike Evans out, oh. he could be someone who you say I know where this is going into this thing. Bust me open. <laughs> Fantasy points. Uh Brashad strange way. <laughs> Brashad Perriman. Look, Mike Evans is out, and for some reason, Roto World thinks Scotty Miller <clears throat> is the reason why Brashad Perryman got the work. Um, I mean, Scotty Miller has had
1: some decent games. Tim, also, though, Justin Watson is someone you got to consider as well. Look, Watson, sure. Watson, eight targets, five for 59, and a touchdown.
0: Sure, I agree, but it's been Brashad Perryman running on, on the field as the third wide receiver all, all year. And I think that even if um, even if Justin Watson ends up taking over Mike Evans' position, I think Perriman will be the next guy that will benefit because of his familiarity and his ability to be on the field. I think Bashad Mer- Mer- Perriman has the ability to kind of explode. Uh, three of five targets for 70 yards, a touchdown. He got overthrown and a touchdown from 26 yards out. Um, so he had the ability to score two touchdowns. And if he had a line of two touchdowns and went four for... 96 and two touchdowns, all of a sudden everyone's like on the Brashad Perriman train. So I think that the Brashad, Brashad Perriman train is going to be um, rolling. I think that with Mike Evans out and probably going to miss the remainder of the season, I think it's going to open up a lot for Brashad Perriman.
1: Boy, is that risque. But, I mean, compared to what his stock was, it's certainly up. He's 0% owned that much, right yeah. now. He's 0% <clears> on. <throat> My stock up. Scotty Miller, don't get him. Entirely based upon not Scotty Miller, what? Entirely based upon the Week Sixteen matchup is Joe Mixon. That's right, folks. Joe Mixon, our one of our number one fades this year, deservedly so. Coming on at the end of the year with the return of Andy Dalton and just the force feeding him work, just went in against Cleveland. He gets New England next week. You gotta hope he can get past that. Hope he gives you eight to ten points. Hope that maybe of a viable replacement. But then he gets Miami in week 16. He scored at least 15 points four of the last five weeks, including 15 against the Jets, who the number one-ranked DVOA rush defense. Uh, he's been involved in the passing game recently as well. Joe Mixon is just really, he went from that flex territory guy and then week eight and forward where they finally decided to just start giving him the ball a lot. And they decided Andy Dalton should be our quarterback again. Is really blossoming into that high-end RB two, what people wanted when they were drafting him. So it could be a huge week sixteen if he could get through week fifteen for Joe Mixon.
0: I uh, can't can't agree with you more. Um, Joe Mixon was one of our favorite plays this week. Actually, we on the live stream we recommended him highly. Yep. you know a lot of people they they die in their horse. Uh, they they love to get up there and say, this is the guy I loved. And if it didn't work out, they like to stick with him. Joe Mixon didn't work out. But we can't stick with the, he sucks all the time. We have to change with the times. The times have changed. And that offense is just completely different now. Yeah. He gets the ball 30 times. And whoever gets the ball 30 times is going to be successful. You need to adapt. You need to adapt. So we've adapted. Joe Mixon, one of our favorite plays last week, believe it or not. Um, speaking of Joe Mixon earlier in the season, let's get into our stock
1: down segment. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement, and I don't blame them. We're now down
0: 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. In the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. It's not... <laughs> excuse me it's not often the Patriots make a mistake when these two guys were at Georgia Sony Michelle was the backup to Nick Chubb somehow the Patriots thought that Sony Michelle was the better running back
1: a lot of teams did just well I think they got picked back to back almost yeah but it was a big discussion about which Georgia back was better. Similar and, to the Hawkinson Fant this year. Sure. They go to Sonny Michelle.
0: And they were wrong. Sonny <sighs> Michelle has been straight trash. Eight straight yards trash, on homie. five carries. And you know it's bad when Brandon Bolden starts scoring touchdowns. And at this point, Sonny Michelle has six touchdowns on the season. And if you thought that Sonny Michelle was going to have a good season with six touchdowns. You were sadly, sadly mistaken. Just like to the point where like there's no way. And Brandon Bolden has three touchdowns.
1: That's half. That's half. Yeah. I tweeted about an hour ago prior to this podcast. You love tweeting that article. Yeah, the article again. (laughs) That Sonny Michelle's ADP was absurd and that he was best suited as a game script-dependent flex play. And, dude... Remember in the beginning of the year when he was scoring touchdowns, and we were like, you have to at least play him because he has as good a chance as anyone to find the end zone? Not anymore. Not anymore. Because that uh, Patriots offense has been atrocious for weeks now. And they're not even giving Michelle the goal line carries anymore. They're just using whoever's in. And whoever's in is usually the pass catching back, like James White or Rex Burkhead or even Brandon Bolden. Because Sony Michelle is completely one dimensional. It's been a complete mess. If you're a Sony Michelle owner, a complete mess.
0: It's been a really it's it's been a really bad situation, and a lot of people are asking, what is going on with the Patriots? There's a lot of excuses out there. Tom Brady's old. They don't have a playmaking wide receiver. They have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. I already They're, know what you're getting at. Their, gonna their say. running game sucks, dude. No Gronk is a big big deal, and no one's talking about it. No one is talking about the fact that they lost the biggest nightmare matchup of the last decade. Because even when Gronk was bad, you had to put your starting safety on him and a linebacker. And you had to always account for him wherever he was on the field. And one of the most underrated aspects of Gronk, he was a good blocker. I think this is is hurting them all over the place. Not to mention that their best receiver is a 33-year-old white guy. Not to mention. Like a slot guy. Yeah, Yeah. 33-year-old slot guy. So tough times. It's tough times in New England, and no one's more happy about it than me. By the way, (laughs) no offense. I know we have some some listeners that are Patriots fans, but you know you just have to suck it for a second. Um, That call that went against you guys, so what?
1: All right, get over it. There was a couple of really bad calls, though. Yeah, but guess what? Like Travis Kelsey fumble. It was a fumble six, and the Neil, and then the Neil Keel Harry reception was a touchdown.
0: But guess what? Their dynasty started on what? The tuck rule. They got to the AFC Championship game in 2017. Are you saying that their dynasty is ending? Against 2017 in Jacksonville. And guess what? Jared Jack caused a fumble. And that fumble should have been six. And they called it dead. Miles Jack? Miles Jack. Jared, Jared Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jeez Louise, Tim. The point card. Jeez Louise, to Miles Jack should have had six. And the Jaguars should have been in the Super Bowl. So don't give me no Imagine shit. That. Don't give me no shit, honestly.
1: Imagine that.
0: You guys have... Ha- the the Patriots have had so many fucking calls go their way, I don't want to hear no bitch.
1: None. Yeah, can't blame you. Uh, My first or second here. First stock falling, <clears throat> this hurts my soul. Like, if you were to tell me in week 14, I'd be saying stock up Joe Mixon and stock down Alvin Kamara, <sighs> I'd be telling you, never speak to me again. <laughs> don't you dare put that voice... Don't put that voice. Don't you dare say those words to me. <sighs> what to say about Alvin Kamara, man? It's just kind of been a mess. Like, most of the year, he's at least been decent. Um, he just hasn't found the end zone, which is just super strange how you could only score two touchdowns after on that team after putting up double-digit touchdowns back-to-back years. But, again, San Fran, man, 13 carries, 25 yards, lost a fumble, a big fumble. Six targets, only four receptions and 18 yards, which is usually his bread and butter catching out of the backfield, too. He gets a couple a couple tough matchups uh, to end the season here now, too. You're still going to play him if you have him. I mean, it would probably be tough to be in the semis right now if Alvin Kamara was uh, one of your best players going through this week due to the fact they only put up 4.3. Unless you
0: drafted Lamar Jackson in like the 14th round.
1: But even Lamar Jackson only put up 20.8 this week, so nothing too crazy.
0: Only. Right? (laughs) This dude put up
1: 185 total yards and put up 20.8. It's not fair. That's what he does. It's not fair. But yeah, uh, stock falling for Alvin Kamara.
0: I talked a little bit about this guy earlier and told you that he sucks, and he sucked his way to 37 rushes. Tell me 37 yards and 11 rushes. Three catches for 30 yards, and that is Kenyon Drake. Mm. Um, Kenyon Drake's overrated. I'm sorry to say it, I just believe it. Now he did outcarry David Johnson and Chase Edmonds, so he is the leader of that back. Why I can't tell you because David Johnson has done nothing um, to warrant not playing him if he's healthy. And he looked more healthy. He's looking more and more healthy as the year as the weeks pass. Um, they came out in pony personnel a lot, which is the two the two back system. Um, he was not as good and when you're talking about Alvin Kamara too I wouldn't be as concerned about Alvin Kamara if Latavius Murray didn't look as good as he did when he was getting the ball so when the not superior back is doing better that's a problem in this case I don't understand why Kenyon Drake continues to be the bell cow there Um, I would go back to David Johnson personally at this point after seeing what he could do but hey that's just me but I think now that David Johnson looks like he's returning to form and Kenyon Drake has had a A few bad games in a row now after his really good game the first week in Arizona. I think you could see that at uh, the stock down segment, it was made for Kenyon Drake today.
1: Yeah. Uh, My second stock down, Leonard Fournette, man. You could bank on this guy's volume, but the flux that the Jacksonville Jaguars offense is currently in. Yeah, his offense is stock down Is really just bringing him down, bringing DJ Chark down. That offense has just been... Super blah. They haven't scored over 20 points since week eight against the Jets. There's, Albeit there's a buy in there, but still. Uh, 3, 13, 20, 11, and 10. Yuck. Against the Chargers, too. You'd feel like they'd feed Fournette a bunch, but the Chargers took a big lead. As you predicted. You predicted a Chargers blowout, so okay. shout out to you for that, too. But then only even six targets, three receptions and 13 yards. Coming off to -to back-to-back games where he had nine targets, the game before that, excuse me, nine receptions. The game before that, seven receptions. So an all-around down game for Leonard Fournette against the Chargers. If this Jacksonville offense can't turn it around, uh, Leonard Fournette's going to be—he still has the volume there, so he's at least a solid play no matter what. But the upside just has not been there for weeks now.
0: That offense has completely lost its way. When they went from Gardner Minshew to Nick Foles, they punted the season.
1: And not back to Minshew, just
0: and, and you know Minshew's a six round. What is he? he's a six round, six round rookie. Sixth right? rookie yeah. He's a six round rookie. Like what do you expect this guy to to leave and come back and just not be affected at all? The next there Tom was, Brady. Yeah, there was Minshew mania, and then all of a sudden you're getting benched for Nick <coughs> Foles, and like he's gonna lose confidence. And you saw that in this game. Like he did not look like the guy that we saw. It was a bad day. Back when Minshew mania was uh, happening, let's take you back to the Alive time we and came. Well. It was Week Nine. And a young man had 18 targets, 13 receptions for 152 yards. And oh, two I remember that. Receiving TDs. Oh, I remember that. This young man named Tyler, Tyler Laquette. Um, not Tyler Lockett. He ha- had been coming off a streak of o- of double-digit games in fantasy, in half PPR formats, in one, two, three, four, five, five weeks straight. In fact, he had put up over 10 points Every single week, except one between weeks one and nine. Then, out of nowhere, he completely fell off the face of the fucking earth. Tyler Lockett, again, does nothing. The last four weeks that you've seen Tyler Lockett, 4.4 points, 4.3 points, 0 points, 6.3 points. That's in half-point PPR scoring. That is atrocious Tyler Lockett has completely fell out the face of the earth. A lot of this has to do with the fact that they signed Josh Gordon, probably, and now they spread the ball out a little more. Some more of it has to do with the fact that the emergence of DK Metcalf, he's been playing outstanding. But, dude, to go from the guy who was perfect with Russell Wilson last year, to go from the guy that has scored double-digit fantasy points in all but one of the first nine games of the season, to hit a cold streak like
1: this... Just odd. It's unheard of. And this is the the effect of the Brian Schottenheimer offense too, though, man. Like, it is not a fantasy-friendly offense. Everything that comes to the receivers is friendly from Russell Wilson, who's just that damn efficient. And recently, he hasn't been that efficient. Like, his true throw value, we call him the true throw value king because he's always up there. He's slowly coming tumbling down because he's just, he has not been the same over the past few weeks. He's he's out of those uh, MVP discussions at that at this. I point. wouldn't say out. I mean, it's clearly Lamar Jackson.
0: I here's the thing: last game was the first game where they fell behind early quickly. This is also what I was trying to
1: say when I said Seattle was overrated.
0: And they cha- and they had to chase points, and it was
1: interesting because it didn't seem like they were capable of it. Yeah. And a big reason for that is Tyler Lockett. But and it's because they were trying still to establish the damn run. They were down three scores with 10 minutes left in the fourth, and they ran three straight times. First and 10, second and five, third and two. And then they got the first down running the ball, Chris Carson. What are you doing? You're down three scores. What are you doing? I'll tell you what, though. You make a good point,
0: but Tyler Lockett had always been the guy that you didn't have to worry about in this offense. Last year, he was fantastic. This year, up until week nine, he was fantastic. I mean, I know they signed Josh Gordon, but he hasn't been really involved. Like, what? How? He's on the field almost every play. It's just Russ not going to him. I wonder what happened. Maybe like he touched Sierra's butt or something. <laughs> like maybe he did some wild shit.
1: What? I don't know. Like maybe there's a personal problem or something. Tim, you the things that pop into your mind. <laughs> I mean, if someone touched my, my girl's my butt, I would not throw them the ball. Yeah, I guarantee you he didn't go slap Sierra's ass. Did I say slap? Disrespectful. Or touch. <laughs> touch, like with po- Honestly, I I feel like it's more disrespectful if you like caress it. Have you it's, seen It's a longer touch. Have you seen the ride video, though? Of course. Who hasn't? Come
0: on. That, 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 <laughs> that made me through some, some loneliness when I was young.
1: Oh, Tim. Jason goes. Oh, Tim, I, Tim, Michael. Tim. Wow, I just called you Jason. Jason. Oh, damn. You just called me our special guest. Are you kidding me? Oh, I just called Michael Jason. My last. Ah, uh, this hurts. Also hurts my soul. <clears throat> Michael, Michael's getting over a cold, and you could tell. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tyrell the Gazelle. He's your, he's your guy, Mike. You could cut him loose at this point. Uh, Since, what is it? Since week five, I believe, Tyrell Williams is averaging less than three receptions a game. Dude, Derek Carr sucks, first and foremost. I just have to put that out there. Secondly... If Derek Carr is not going to throw to any receivers and if you're going to have Derek Carr as your quarterback to begin with, like if you're fighting for targets and Derek Carr is your quarterback, it's a bad mix. He gets Jacksonville and the Chargers to close it out, so Casey Hayward, not a good not a good look for him. You could just cut Terrell Williams at this point.
0: He was touchdown dependent in the beginning of the year, and he was getting the touchdowns. He was a sell-high candidate for us in a few of our...
1: Yeah. Now the touchdowns have just completely dried out
0: Hopefully you sold them high Michael was trying to trade me him Earlier in the year And I was like Yo get out of here We, we talk fantasy together like, Bro like I didn't he,
1: own Tyrell Williams Nah yeah you did I owned Tyrell Williams Like Late As a throw in and a trade Then I tried to get him from Nah
0: me. but you're like oh, Alright I'll add Oh maybe it was Jason I don't know it was one of you guys, like, oh, what about Tyrell Williams? Like, Yo. I made
1: two huge trades this year in uh, in our league. You were requ- you acquired <laughs> Lamar
0: Jackson somehow.
1: One of them, I traded in the beginning of the year when when I realized once Big Ben went down, and I was like, shit, I have Juju. Like, this sucks. Uh, I traded Julio Jones and Melgo when Melgo was still held out for Derek Henry, Calvin Ridley, and Darren Waller, which ended up being like a super fair deal.
0: Yeah, he it, it did if anything, well. For I Jason may have too. even
1: won that deal a little bit. Yeah, With the way Derrick Henry's going That's now, true. the way That's Darren true. Waller was going.
0: Jason, Jason, this is not Jason Petropolis, but Jason in our league, he would have a bomb squad if he had Derek.
1: Henry. He keeps texting me that he's he's so happy that I missed the playoffs because he's scared of my team. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in the year, still dealing with injuries and such, such, I traded Darren Waller and Brandon Cooks for Lamar Jackson and Tyrell Williams.
0: That was a great deal. And
1: I did not need Brandon Cooks, and I already had Hunter Henry, who I added on waivers, so... And then I added Lamar Jackson to make up for some point deficiencies elsewhere. And my team went on a huge run and I just barely missed out on the playoffs.
0: One of the things that we're going to give you this offseason, because we're, you know, we're heading there now and we want to remind you that this is a year long podcast. Yes, it is. We bring you fantasy football and you know also just regular football, just regular football talk throughout the the offseason. One of the things we're going to talk about is how to win a trade. And I will tell you, Michael and Jason win more trades than I do. I I tend to go a little crazy with my trades, but I won almost every trade that I was in this year, except except one. I traded, I traded um Austin, with Jason. Jason with won Jason. the trade. I traded Austin Eckler and, and Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper for on Johnson and a wide receiver that I forgot.
1: Yeah, it was rough.
0: I mean, it looked like it was gonna work out. This was
1: prior to the season. This by was the before way. the season started. So it's before Austin Eckler was like the stud, stud. And they were talking, yeah, and they were talking about like
0: Melvin Gordon might come back week one. That
1: it's still, it was like really, it was well, well. But before me and Jason season. were both super high on Austin Eckler, as you yeah. guys all know at this well, point. Well,
0: so. I was super high on Kerryon Johnson. I had him in almost every league. It's 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 amazing that I still made the playoffs in four of my five leagues because I had on Johnson in almost every one of
1: them. But it's not, it's not even like you missed on on Johnson. He was. Solid, just the injury.
0: Yeah. Um, But anyway, now that we've been talking about our own teams, well, I'm sure everyone loves to listen to, to, to that. I do a uh, lot of personal stories. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at BrodoFantasy. You can hit up Michael at... Mike underscore Patrop. You can hit Jason at Jason Patrop. And you can see me on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Real frisky at Tim Patrop. BrodoFantasy.com is where you can find everything Brodo-related. brodo related Um, Patreon.com slash fantasy. Also, shout out to the Thrive Fantasy app and ThriveFantasy.com. Sign up with our promo code BROTO. That's B-R-O-T-O. And you get $10 free on your first purchase or your first deposit, excuse me, of $10. You might as well win
1: some money in the last couple weeks of fantasy football.
0: And we give you guys something called the Thrive Five at the end of the show on Wednesday. For those of you who stick around till the end on, on the Wednesday shows on part two. So... Go win some money based on what we talked about, just like how you win money in your fantasy leagues based on what we talk about. True that. I was also, very, I've i been very cocky today.
1: Go to the uh, iTunes. Go to go click on the rating. You know, Give the five stars if your heart so desires. Please. Leave a nice review. It goes a long way. It does go a long way. It does a really long way.
0: In fact, I don't know if you guys know this.
1: You said it like 12 times.
0: But I'm going to say it again. The top... The top... um, r- Like rankings list, I guess the ratings
1: like if you search fantasy football things like that or if, you right, search if
0: you search fantasy football murder it's, mystery it's not like it's not depending on who gets the most plays it depends on who gets the most comments that week
1: we shouldn't make a fantasy football murder mystery novel
0: that'd be interesting
1: that would be interesting
0: like who killed your season <laughs> carry on johnson did <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said make sure to, to uh sign up for patreon so you can hear the waiver wire show and we will come at you with our usual preview of every single game on wednesday until next time from me yay yay jason <laughs> and michael i thought you're gonna call me jason again Nah, peace later